0: Section forty of Ulysses. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Ulysses by James Joyce. Episode fifteen. Circe. Part two. She fades from his side. Followed by the whining dog, he walks on towards hell's gates in an archway a standing woman bent forward her feet apart pisses cowilly outside a shuttered pub a bunch of loiterers listen to a tale which their broken snouted gaffer rasps out with raucous humour an armless pair of them flop wrestling growling in maimed sodden play fight the gaffer crouches His voice twisted in his snout.
1: And when Cairns came down from the scaffolding in Beaver Street, what was he doing it, into only the bucket of porter that was waiting on the shavings for dear one's plasterers?
0: The loiterers, guffaw with cleft pallets,
1: Or jays.
0: Their paint-speckled hats wag, spattered with sighs and lime of their lodges. They frisk limblessly about him. Bloom.
2: Coincidence, too they think it funny anything but that broad daylight trying to walk lucky no woman
0: the loiterers
3: jays that's a good un gobbler salts or jays into the men's porter
0: bloom passes cheap whores singly coupled shawled dishevelled call from lanes doors corners
4: are you going far queer fellow has your middle leg
5: got a march on you eh hey, come here till i stiffen it for you
0: he plodges through their sump towards the lighted street beyond from a bulge of window curtains a gramophone rears a battered brazen trunk in the shadow a shebeen keeper haggles with the navvy and the two redcoats the navvy belching <coughs>
6: where's the bloody house
0: the shebeen keeper
7: Purden Street, shilling a bottle of stout respectable woman
0: the navvy gripping the two redcoats staggers forward with them
2: come on you british army
0: private car behind his back
8: he ain't half balmy
0: private compton laughs oh what-ho oh. private car to the navvy
8: poor bellow barracks canteen you ask for car just car
0: the navvy shouts
8: we are the boys of wexford
0: private compton
3: say what price the
8: sergeant major
0: private car
8: bennett he's my pal i love old bennett
0: the navvy shouts
8: the galling chain and free our
2: native land
0: he staggers forward dragging them with him bloom stops at fault The dog approaches, his tongue out-lolling, panting, bloom.
2: Wild goose chase this. Disorderly houses. Lord knows where they are gone. Drunks cover distance double quick. Nice mix-up. Scene at Westland Row. Then jump in first class with third ticket. Then too far. Train with engine behind. Might have taken me to Malahide or a siding for the night or collision. Second drink does it. Once is a dose. What am I following him for? Still, he's the best of that lot. If I hadn't heard about Mrs. Beaufoy purefoy, I wouldn't have gone and wouldn't have met. Kismet. He'll lose that cash. We're leaving office here. Good biz for cheap jacks, organs. What do ye lack? Soon got, soon gone. Might have lost my life, too, with that. Man-gong-wheel-track-trolley-glare-juggernaut, only for presence of mind. Can't always save you, though. If I had passed Trulock's window that day, two minutes later, would have been shot. Absence of body. Still, if bullet only went through my coat, get damages for shock. Five hundred pounds. What was he? Kildare Street Club toff. God help his gamekeeper.
0: He gazes ahead reading on the wall a scrawled chalk legend wet dream and a phallic design
2: odd molly drawing on the frosted carriage pane at kingstown what's that like
0: gaudy doll women loll in the lighted doorways in window embrasures smoking bird's-eye cigarettes the odour of the sick sweet weed floats toward him in slow, round, ovaling wreaths. The wreaths.
3: Sweet are the Sweet, sweets. Sweets of sin. My spine's
2: a bit limp. Go or turn. And this food? Eat it and get all pig sticky. Absurd I am. A waste of money. One and eightpence too much.
0: The retriever drives a cold, sniveling muzzle against his hand, wagging his tail
2: strange how they take to me even that brute today better speak to him first like women they like rencontre stinks like a polecat Chacun son gout he might be mad dog days uncertain in his movements good fellow fido good fellow gary owen
0: the wolf dog sprawls on his back wriggling obscenely with begging paws his long black tongue lolling out
2: influence of his surroundings given have done with it provided nobody
0: calling encouraging words he shambles back with a furtive poacher's tread dogged by the setter into a dark stale stunk corner he unrolls one parcel and goes to dump the crabine softly but holds back and feels the
3: trotter
2: sizable for threepence but then i have it in my left hand calls for more effort why smaller from want of use oh let it slide two and six
0: with regret he lets the unrolled crabine and trotter slide the mastiff mauls the bundle clumsily and gluts himself with growling greed crunching the bones two rain-caped watch approach silent vigilant they murmur together
3: Or, or bloom, bloom.
0: Each lays hand on Bloom's shoulder. First watch.
2: Caught in the act. Commit no nuisance.
0: Bloom stammers.
2: I am doing good to others.
0: A covey of gulls, storm petrels, rises hungrily from liffy slime with Banbury cakes in their beaks. go,
1: contrary
0: cave. Bloom,
2: the friend of man trained by kindness
0: he points bob doran toppling from a high barstool sways over the munching spaniel
8: dowser give us the paw give the paw
0: the bulldog growls his scruff standing a gobbet of pig's knuckle between his molars through which rabid scum spittle dribbles bob doran fills silently into an area second watch
3: PREVENTION OF CRUELTY TO ANIMALS.
0: BLOOM, ENTHUSIASTICALLY.
3: A
2: noble work. I scolded that tram-driver on Harold's cross-bridge for illusing the poor horse with his harness-scab. Bad French I got for my pains. Of course it was frosty in the last tram. All tales of circus life are highly demoralizing.
0: Signor Maffei, passion-pale in lion-tamer's costume, with diamond studs in his shirt-front. Steps forward, holding a circus paper hoop, a curling carriage whip, and a revolver, with which he covers the gorging boarhound, Signor Maffei, with a sinister smile.
8: Ladies and gentlemen, my educated greyhound. It was I broke in the bucking or Ajax with my patient spiked saddle for carnivores, lash under the belly with a knotted thong block tackle and a strangling pulley will bring your lion to heel no matter how fractious even leo ferox ere eh, the libyan man-eater a red-hot crowbar and some liniment rubbing on the burning part produced fritz of amsterdam the thinking hyena
0: he glares
8: I possess the indian sign the glint of my eye does it with these breast sparklers
0: with a bewitching smile
8: i now introduce mademoiselle ruby the pride of the ring
0: first watch
2: come name and address bloom i have forgotten for the moment ah yes
0: he takes off his high-grade hat saluting
2: dr bloom leopold dental surgeon you have heard of von bloom pasha umpteen millions donnerwetter owns half austria egypt cousin
0: first watch proof a card falls from inside the leather headband of bloom's hat bloom in red fez Cardi's dress coat with broad green sash wearing a false badge of the legion of honour Picks up the card hastily and offers it.
2: Allow me. My club is the Junior Army and Navy Solicitors, Messrs. John Henry Menton, Twenty
3: Seven Bachelors Walk.
0: First watch reads
3: Henry Flower, no fixed abode, unlawfully watching and besetting.
0: Second
2: watch.
3: An alibi. You are cautioned.
0: Bloom produces from his heart pocket a crumpled yellow flower.
2: This is the flower in question. It was given me by a man I don't know his name.
0: Plausibly.
2: You know that old joke, Rose of Castile? Bloom. The change of name. Virag.
0: He murmurs privately and confidentially.
2: We are engaged, you see, Sergeant. Lady in the case. Love entanglement.
0: He shoulders the second watch gently.
2: Dash it all. It's a way we gallants have in the Navy. Uniform that does it.
0: He turns gravely to the first watch
2: still of course you do get your waterloo sometimes drop in some evening and have a glass of old burgundy
0: to the second watch gaily
2: i'll introduce you inspector she's game do it in the shake of a lamb's tail
0: a dark mercurialized face appears leading a veiled figure the dark mercury
4: the castle is looking for him he was drummed out of the army
0: martha thick veiled A crimson halter round her neck, a copy of the Irish Times in her hand. In tone of reproach, pointing.
5: Henry, Leopold, Lionel, thou lost one. Clear my name.
0: First watch, sternly. Come
3: to the station.
0: Bloom, scared, hats himself, steps back, then plucking at his heart and lifting his right forearm on the square. He gives the sign and due guard of fellow craft.
2: No, no, worshipful master, light of love, mistaken identity. The Lyons' mail, Le Cirque and Dubosc. You remember the child's fratricide case, we medical men, by striking him dead with a hatchet. I am wrongfully accused. Better one guilty escape than ninety-nine wrongfully condemned.
0: Martha, sobbing behind her veil,
5: breach of promise my real name is peggy griffin he wrote to me that he was miserable i'll tell my brother the bechtive rug of fullback
2: on you heartless flirt
0: bloom behind his hand
2: she's drunk the woman is inebriated
0: he murmurs vaguely the pass of ephraim
3: shetberlith
0: second watch tears in his eyes to bloom
3: you ought to be thoroughly well ashamed of yourself
2: gentlemen of the jury let me explain a pure mare's nest i am a man misunderstood i am being made a scapegoat of i am a respectable married man without a stain on my character i live in eccles street my wife i am the daughter of a most distinguished commander a gallant upstanding gentleman what do you call him major general brian tweedy one of Britain's fighting men who helped to win our battles. Got his majority for the heroic defence of Rourke's Drift.
0: First Watch. Regiment. Bloom turns to the gallery.
2: The Royal Dublins, boys, the salt of the earth, known the world over. I think I see some old comrades in arms up there among you. The R.D.F., with our own metropolitan police, guardians of our homes, the pluckiest lads and the finest body of men as physique. In the service of our sovereign,
0: a voice,
1: turncoat, up the bores, who booed Joe Chamberlain,
0: bloom his hand on the shoulder of the first watch.
2: My old dad too was a J. P. I'm as staunch a Britisher as you are, sir. I fought with the colors for King and Country in the absent-minded war, under General Gow in the park, and was disabled at Spy and Cop, in Blumfontaine, was mentioned in the dispatches. I did all a white man could.
0: With quiet feeling.
2: Jim Bludsoe. Hold her nozzle again the bank.
0: First watch. Profession or trade?
2: Well, I follow a literary occupation, author, journalist. In fact, we are just bringing out a collection of prize stories of which I am the inventor, something that is an entirely new departure. I am connected with the British and Irish press. If you ring up—
0: Miles Crawford strides out jerkily a quill between his teeth his scarlet beak blazes within the aureole of his straw hat he dangles a hank of spanish onions in one hand and holds with the other hand a telephone receiver nozzle to his ear miles crawford his cock's wattles wagging
3: hello seventy seven eight four hello freeman's urinal and weekly oswipe here paralyze europe you which
1: blue bags Well, who writes? Is it Bloom?
0: Mr. Philip Beaufoy, pale-faced, stands in the witness-box, in accurate morning dress, out breast pocket with peak of handkerchief showing, creased lavender trousers and patent boots. He carries a large portfolio labelled Matcham's Master-strokes. Beaufoy drawls,
1: No, you aren't. Not by a long shot if I know it i don't see it that's all no born gentleman no one with the most rudimentary promptings of a gentleman would stoop to such particularly loathsome conduct one of those my lord a plagiarist a soapy sneak masquerading as literature. it's perfectly obvious that with most inherent baseness he has ripped some of my best-selling copy really gorgeous stuff a perfect gem the low passages which are beneath suspicion the bouffoy books of love and great possessions with which your lordship is doubtless familiar, are a household word throughout the kingdom.
0: Bloom murmurs with hang-dog meekness, glum.
2: That bit about the laughing witch, hand in hand, I take exception to, if
1: I may.
0: Beaufoy. His lip upcurled smiles superciliously on the court.
1: You funny ass you, you're too beastly awful beard for words i don't think you need over excessively disincommodate yourself in that regard my literary agent mr j b pinker is in attendance i presume my lord we shall have the usual witnesses fee shan't we we are considerably out of pocket over this bally pressman johnny this jackdaw of rains who has not even been to university
0: bloom indistinctly
1: university of life bad art
0: beaufoy shouts
1: it's a damnably foul lie showing the moral rottenness of the man
0: he extends his portfolio
1: we have here damning evidence the corpus delicity my lord a specimen of my maturer work disfigured by the hallmark of the beast
0: a voice from the gallery
1: moses moses king of the jews wiped his arse in the daily news
0: bloom bravely overdrawn beaufoy
1: you low clad you ought to be ducked in the horse-pond you rotter to the court why look at the man's private life leading a quadruple existence street angel and house devil not fit to be mentioned in mixed society the arch conspirator of the age
0: bloom to the court
1: and he a bachelor how
3: first watch the keen versus bloom call the woman driscoll the crier
2: mary
5: driscoll scullery maid
3: mary
0: driscoll a slipshod servant girl approaches she has a bucket on the crook of her arm and a scouring brush in her hand second watch
7: another are you of the unfortunate
3: class
0: mary driscoll indignantly
7: i'm not a bad one i bear a respectable character and was four months in my last place i was in a situation six pounds a year and my chances with fridays out and i had to leave owing to his carryings on
0: first watch what do you tax him with
7: he made a certain suggestion but i thought more of myself as poor as i am
0: bloom in a house-jacket of ripple cloth flannel trousers heelless slippers unshaven his hair rumpled softly
2: i treated you white i gave you mementos smart emerald garters far above your station incautiously i took your part when you were accused of pilfering there's a medium in all things play cricket
7: as god is looking down on me this night if ever i laid my hand on them oysters the offence complained of did something happen he surprised me in the rear of the premises your honour when the missus was out shopping one morning with a request for a safety pin he held me and i was discoloured in four places as a result and he interfered, twixt my clothing.
2: She counter-assaulted.
7: I had more respect for the scouring brush, so I had. I remonstrated with him, your lord, and he remarked, Keep it quiet.
0: General laughter. George Fottrell, clerk of the Crown and Peace, resonantly.
8: Order in the court. The accused will now make a bogus statement. Bloom,
0: pleading not guilty and holding a full-blown water-lily begins a long unintelligible speech they would hear what counsel had to say in his stirring address to the grand jury he was down and out but though branded as a black sheep if he might say so he meant to reform to retrieve the memory of the past in a purely sisterly way and return to nature as a purely domestic animal a 7 months child he had been carefully brought up and nurtured by an aged, bedridden parent. There might have been lapses of an erring father, but he wanted to turn over a new leaf, and now, when at long last in sight of the whipping-post, to lead a homely life in the evening of his days, permeated by the affectionate surroundings of the heaving bosom of the family. An acclimatized Britisher, He had seen that summer eve from the footplate of an engine-cab of the Loop Line Railway Company, while the rain refrained from falling glimpses, as it were, through the windows of loveful households in Dublin City. An urban district of scenes truly rural, of happiness of the better land with Dockrell's wallpaper, at one and ninepence a dozen innocent british-born bairns lisping prayers to the sacred infant youthful scholars grappling with their pensums or model young ladies playing on the pianoforte or anon all with fervour reciting the family rosary round the crackling yule log while in the boreens and green lanes the colleens with their swains strolled what times the strains of the organ-toned melodian britannia Metal-bound, with four acting stops and twelve-fold bellows. A sacrifice, greatest bargain ever. Renewed laughter. He mumbles incoherently. Reporters complain that they cannot hear. Longhand and shorthand. Without looking up from their notebooks.
3: Loosen his boots.
0: Professor McHugh, from the press table, coughs and calls. <coughs>
3: cough it up man get
2: it out in bits
0: the cross-examination proceeds ray bloom and the bucket a large bucket bloom himself bowel trouble in beaver street gripe yes quite bad a plasterer's bucket by walking stiff-legged suffered untold misery deadly agony about noon love or burgundy yes some spinach crucial moment he did not look in the bucket nobody rather a mess not completely a titbit back number uproar and catcalls bloom in a torn frock coat stained with whitewash dinged silk hat sideways on his head a strip of sticking-plaster across his nose talks inaudibly j j o'molloy in barrister's grey wig and stuff gown speaking with a voice of pained protest
3: this is no place for indecent levity at the expense of an erring mortal disguised in liquor we are not in a beer-garden nor at an oxford rag nor is this a travesty of justice my client is an infant a poor foreign immigrant who started scratch as a stowaway and is now trying to turn an honest penny the trumped-up misdemeanour was due to a momentary aberration of heredity brought on by hallucination such familiarities as the alleged guilty occurrence being quite permitted in my client's native place the land of the pharaoh prima facie i put it to you that there was no attempt at carnally knowing intimacy did not occur and the offence complained of by driscoll that her virtue was solicited was not repeated i would deal in especial with atavism there have been cases of shipwreck and somnambulism in my client's family if the accused could speak he could a tale unfold one of the strangest that have ever been narrated between the covers of a book. He himself, my lord, is a physical wreck from cobbler's weak chest. His submission is that he is of Mongolian extraction and irresponsible for his actions. Not all there, in fact.
0: Bloom, barefoot, pigeon-breasted, in lascar's vest and trousers, apologetic toes turned in opens his tiny mole's eyes and looks about him dazedly passing a slow hand across his forehead then he hitches his belt sailor fashion and with a shrug of oriental obeisance salutes the court pointing one thumb heavenward
2: him he makey e velly muchy e fine night
0: he begins to lilt simply
2: lily poo li'l chile blingy pigfoot every night pay to shilly
0: he is howled down j j o'molloy hotly to the populace
3: this is a long-hand fight by hades i will not have any client of mine gagged and badgered in this fashion by a pack of curs and laughing hyenas the mosaic code has superseded the law of the jungle i say it and i say it emphatically without wishing for one moment to defeat the ends of justice accused was not accessory before the act and prosecutrix has not been tampered with the young person was treated by defendant as if she were his very own daughter
0: bloom takes j j o'molloy's hand and raises it to his lips
3: i shall call rebutting evidence to prove up to the hilt that the hidden hand is again at its old game when in doubt persecute bloom my client an innately bashful man would be the last man in the world to do anything ungentlemanly which injured modesty could object to or cast a stone at a girl who took the wrong turning when some dastard responsible for her condition had worked his own sweet will on her he wants to go straight i regard him as the whitest man i know he is down on his luck at present owing to the mortgaging of his extensive property at agendath in faraway asia minor slides of which will now be shown to bloom i suggest you will do the handsome thing bloom a penny in the
2: pound
0: the image of the lake of kynareth with blurred cattle cropping in silver haze is projected on the wall moses Glugatch ferret-eyed albino in blue dungarees stands up in the gallery holding in each hand an orange citron and a pork kidney glugach hoarsely
1: Berlin W13. J.
0: J. molloy steps on to a low plinth and holds the lapel of his coat with solemnity his face lengthens grows pale and bearded with sunken eyes the blotches of thisis and hectic cheekbones of john f taylor he applies his handkerchief to his mouth and scrutinizes the galloping tide of rose-pink blood j j o'molloy almost voicelessly
3: excuse me i am suffering from a severe chill have recently come from a sick bed a few well chosen words
0: he assumes the avine head foxy moustache and proboscidal eloquence of seymour bush
3: when the angel's book comes to be opened if aught that the pensive bosom has inaugurated of so transfigured and of so transfiguring deserves to live i say accord the prisoner at the bar the sacred benefit of the doubt.
0: a paper with something written on it is handed into court bloom in court dress
2: can give best references messrs callan coleman mr wisdom healy j p my old chief joe cuff mr v b dillon ex lord mayor of dublin i have moved in the charmed circle of the highest queens of dublin society carelessly i was just chatting this afternoon at the viceregal lodge to my old pals sir robert and lady ball astronomer royal of the levee sir bob i said
0: mrs yelverton barry in low corsaged opal ball dress and elbow-length ivory gloves wearing a sable-trimmed brick-quilted dolman a comb of brilliance and panache of osprey in her hair
5: "'Arrest him, Constable. "'He wrote me an anonymous letter in Prentice backhand "'when my husband was in the north riding of Tipperary "'on the Munster circuit, signed James Lovebirch. "'He said that he had seen from the gods my peerless globes "'as I sat in a box in the Theatre Royal "'at a command performance of La Cigale. "'I deeply inflamed him,' he said. "'He made improper overtures to me to misconduct myself "'at half-past four p.m. on the following Thursday, Dunsink time. "'He offered to send me through the post "'a work of fiction by Monsieur Paul de Coq, entitled titled the girl with the three pairs of stays
0: mrs bellingham in cap and seal coney mantle wrapped up to the nose steps out of her brow and scans through tortoise-shell quizzing-glasses which she takes from inside her huge opossum muff
5: also to me yes i believe it is the same objectionable person because he closed my carriage door outside sir Thornley stoker's one sleety day during the cold snap of february ninety three when even the grit of the waste pipe and the ball stop in my bath cistern were frozen subsequently he enclosed a bloom of edelweiss called on the heights as he said in my honour i had it examined by a botanical expert and elicited the information that it was a blossom of the home-grown potato plant purloined from a forcing case of the model farm
0: mrs yalverton barry
5: shame on him
0: a crowd of sluts and ragamuffins surges forward screaming
5: stop thief hurrah there Bluebeard! three cheers for aikimo
0: second watch produces handcuffs
3: here are the derbies.
0: Mrs. Bellingham
5: he addressed me in several handwritings with fulsome compliments as of venus in furs and alleged profound pity for my frost-bound coachman palmer while in the same breath he expressed himself as envious of his ear-flaps and fleety sheepskins, and of his fortunate proximity to my person when standing behind my chair wearing my livery and the armorial bearings of the bellingham escutcheon garnished sable a buck's-head coop door. He lauded most extravagantly my nether extremities, my swelling calves in silk hose drawn up to the limit, and eulogized glowingly my other hidden treasures in priceless lace, which, he said, he could conjure up. He urged me, stating that he felt it was his mission in life to urge me, to defile the marriage-bed, to commit adultery at the earliest possible opportunity.
0: The Honorable Mrs. Mervyn Tallboys in amazon costume hard hat jack-boots cock-spurred vermilion waistcoat fawn musketeer gauntlets with braided drums long train held up and hunting crop with which she strikes her welt constantly
4: also me because he saw me on the polo ground of the phoenix park at the match all ireland versus the rest of ireland My eyes, I know, shone divinely as I watched Captain Slogger Dennehy of the Inn Skillings win the final chucker on his darling Cobb Centaur. This plebeian Don Juan observed me from behind a hackney-car, and sent me in double envelopes an obscene photograph, such as are sold after dark on Paris boulevards, insulting to any lady. I have it still. It represents a partially nude senorita, frail and lovely his wife, as he solemnly assured me, taken by him from nature, practising illicit intercourse with a muscular torero, evidently a blackguard. He urged me to do likewise, to misbehave, to sin with officers of the garrison. He implored me to soil his letter in an unspeakable manner, to chastise him as he richly deserves, to bestride and ride him, to give him a most vicious horse-whipping.
0: Mrs. Bellingham.
4: Me too.
0: Mrs. Yelverton Barry. Me too. Several highly respectable Dublin ladies hold up improper letters received from Bloom. The Honourable Mrs. Mervyn Tallboys stamps her jingling spurs in a sudden paroxysm of fury.
4: I will, by the God above me. I'll scourge the pigeon-livered cur as long as I can stand over him. I'll flay him alive.
0: Bloom. His eyes closing, quails expectantly. Here? He squirms. Again? He pants, cringing.
2: I love the danger.
0: The Honourable Mrs. Mervyn Tallboys.
4: Very much so. I'll make it hot for you. I'll make you dance Jack Latin for that.
0: Mrs. Bellingham.
4: Tan his breech
5: well, the upstart. Write the stars and stripes on it.
0: Mrs. Yelverton
2: Barry
5: disgraceful there's no excuse for him a married man
2: Bloom, all these people i meant only the spanking idea a warm tingling glow without effusion refined birching to stimulate the circulation
0: the honourable mrs mervyn tallboys laughs derisively
4: (laughs) oh did you my fine fellow well by the living god you'll get the surprise of your life now believe me the most unmerciful hiding a man ever bargained for you have lashed the dormant tigress in my nature into fury.
0: Mrs. Bellingham shakes her muff and quizzing glasses vindictively.
5: Make him smart, Hannah dear. Give him ginger. Thrash the mongrel within an inch of his life. The cat o 9 tails Geld him. Vivisect him.
0: Bloom shuddering, shrinking, joins his hands with hang-dog mien.
2: Oh, cold. Oh, shivery. It was your ambrosial beauty. Forget, forgive. Kismet. Let me off this once.
0: He offers the other cheek. Mrs. Yelverton Barry. Severely.
2: Don't do so on any
5: account,
4: Mrs. Tallboys. He should be soundly trounced.
0: The Honourable Mrs. Mervyn Tallboys. Unbuttoning her gauntlet violently.
4: I'll do no such thing. Pig dog and always was ever since he was pupped to dare address me i'll flog him black and blue in the public streets i'll dig my spurs in him up to the rowel he is a well-known cuckold
0: she swishes her hunting crop savagely in the air
4: take down his trousers without loss of time come here sir quick ready
0: bloom trembling beginning to obey
2: the weather has been so warm
0: davy Stevens, ringletted passes with a bevy of barefoot newsboys
8: messenger of the sacred heart and evening telegraph with st patrick's day supplement containing the new addresses of all the cockolds in dublin
0: the very reverend canon o'hanlon in cloth of gold cope elevates and exposes a marble timepiece before him Father Conroy and the Reverend John Hughes, S.J., bend low. The timepiece, unportling,
1: cuckoo, cuckoo, cuckoo.
0: The brass quoits of a bed are heard to jingle. The quoits,
1: tick tack, tick
3: a tick a tick tack.
0: A panel of fog rolls back rapidly, revealing rapidly in the jury box the faces of Martin Cunningham, foreman, silk hatted. Jack Power, Simon Dedalus, Tom Kernan, Ned Lambert, John Henry menton Miles Crawford, lenahan Paddy Leonard, Nosy Flynn, McCoy, and the featureless face of a nameless one, the nameless one.
5: Bareback riding, wait for age, gob. He organized her.
0: The jurors, all their heads turned to his voice. Really, the nameless one, snarls.
8: Ours over tip
3: hundred shillings to five
0: the jurors all their heads lowered in assent
7: most of us thought as much
0: first watch
3: he is marked man another girl's plate cut wanted jack the ripper a thousand pounds reward.
0: second watch awed whispers
3: and in black a mormon anarchist
0: the crier loudly
3: whereas leopold bloom of no fixed
5: abode is a well-known dynamitard forger bigamist bard and cuckold, and a public nuisance to the citizens of dublin and whereas at this commission of assizes the most honourable his
0: honour sir frederick falkiner recorder of dublin in judicial garb of grey stone rises from the bench stone bearded he bears in his arms an umbrella sceptre from his forehead arise starkly the mosaic ram's horns the recorder
3: i will put an end to this white slave traffic and rid dublin of this odious pest scandalous
0: he dons the black cap
3: let him be taken mr sub sheriff from the dock where he now stands and detained in custody in Mountjoy prison during his majesty's pleasure and there be hanged by the neck until he is dead and therein fail not at your peril or may the lord have mercy on your soul remove him
0: a black skull-cap descends upon his head the sub-sheriff long john fanning appears smoking a pungent henry clay long john fanning scowls and calls with rich rolling utterance
1: who'll hang judas iscariot
0: h rumbold master barber in a blood-coloured jerkin and tanner's apron a rope coiled over his shoulder mounts the block. A life preserver and a nail studded bludgeon are stuck in his belt. He rubs grimly his grappling hands, knobbed with knuckle dusters. Rumbold to the recorder with sinister familiarity.
3: Hanging Harry, your Majesty. The Mersey Terror Five Guineas a jugular. Neck or nothing.
0: The bells of George's church toll slowly loud dark iron
7: hi ho hi ho
0: bloom desperately
2: wait stop gulls good heart i saw innocence girl in the monkey house zoo lewd chimpanzee breathlessly pelvic basin her artless blush unmanned me
0: overcome with emotion
2: I, I left the precincts.
0: He turns to a figure in the crowd, appealing.
2: Hines, may I speak to you? You know me. That three shillings you can keep. If you, you want a little more.
0: Hines, coldly.
3: You are a perfect stranger.
0: Second watch, points to the corner.
3: The bomb is here.
0: First watch.
3: Infernal machine with a time fuse. Bloom. No, no. Pig's
2: feet. I was at a funeral
0: first watch draws his truncheon liar the beagle lifts his snout showing the grey scorbutic face of paddy dignum he has gnawed all he exhales a putrid carcass fed breath he grows to human size and shape his taxoned coat becomes a brown mortuary habit his green eye flashes bloodshot half of one ear All the nose and both thumbs are ghoul-eaten. Paddy Dignam, in a hollow voice.
6: That is true. It was my funeral. Dr. Fignot came pronounced life extinct when I succumbed to the disease from natural causes.
0: He lifts his mutilated, ashen face moonwards and bays lugubriously. Bloom, in triumph.
6: You hear? loom i am peridigdom spirit list list oh list
2: the voice is the voice of Esau.
0: second watch blesses himself
6: how is that possible
3: first watch is it not in the penny catechism
6: by metempsychosis spooks
3: a
8: voice
6: oh rocks. "'Once I was in the employ of Mr. J. H. Menton, solicitor, commissioner for oaths and affidavits of twenty-seven bachelor's work. No, I am defunct, the wall of the heart hypertrophied. Hard lines. The poor wife was awfully caught up. How is she bearing it? Keep her off that bottle of sherry.'
0: He looks round him.
6: "'A lamp. I must satisfy an animal need.' that bootable didn't agree with me the portly
0: figure of john o'connell caretaker stands forth holding a bunch of keys tied with crape beside him stands father coffee chaplain toad bellied wry necked in a surplice and bandanna nightcap holding sleepily a staff twisted poppies father coffee yawns then chants with a hoarse
6: croak Ah, nomine, Jacob's, Amen.
0: John O'Connell foghorns stormily through his megaphone.
6: dynum Patrick T. deceased.
0: Paddy Dignam, with pricked up ears, winces.
6: Overtones.
0: He wriggles forward and places an ear to the ground.
6: My master's voice.
0: John O'Connell.
6: Burial docket letter number U.P. 85,000. Field 17. House of Keys. Plot 101.
0: Paddy Dignam listens with visible effort. Thinking, his tail stiff-pointed, his ears cocked.
6: Pray for the repose of his soul.
0: He worms down through a coal-hole, his brown habit trailing its tether over rattling pebbles. After him toddles an obese grandfather rat on fungus turtle paws under a grey carapace. Dignam's voice, muffled, is heard baying underground.
6: Dignam's dead and gone below.
0: Tom Rochford, robin-breasted in cap and breeches, jumps from his two-columned machine tom rochford a hand to his breastbone bows
8: reuben j a florin i find him
0: he fixes the manhole with a resolute stare
8: my turn now on follow me up to carlo
0: he executes a daredevil salmon leap in the air and is engulfed in the coal-hole two disks on the columns wobble eyes of naught all recedes. Bloom plodges forward again through the sump. Kisses chirp. Amid the rifts of fog a piano sounds. He stands before a lighted house, listening. The kisses, winging from their bowers, fly about him, twittering, warbling, cooing. The kisses, warbling, twittering,
7: Oh, Leo,
0: cooing. Mm,
7: mm, mm. yum, yum, wam wam. Warbling. Big, come big. Pirate, Leo, bold. Twittering. Lily.
0: Warbling. Oh, Leo. They rustle, flutter upon his garments. A light, bright, giddy flecks, silvery sequins bloom.
2: A man's touch. Sad music. Church music, perhaps here.
0: End of section forty.